Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Stephen, I know I recall from reading my UFO history that back in the 50s they had these writers who told the public that they'd met people from Venus. They said they even took quick trips to Venus aboard spaceships. And uh, those Venusians, I would think, would have to have pretty thick skin to survive the conditions there. I mean, uh, is it the hottest planet, as I've seen it described, hotter than Mercury, which, as far as I know, is much closer to the sun? Yes, it, it, indeed it is uh, hotter than Mercury, which, which seems extraordinary, uh, g- given, as you said, that Mercury is, is closer to the sun. But, of course, it's all to do with its atmosphere. Venus has an extraordinary atmosphere. It's extraordinarily complicated, uh, and uh, that is a big part of the puzzle about understanding that. So not just so that we can understand planets around other stars, but understand what this could mean for Earth, for example, about the future of Earth. But as you indicated earlier, it's possible that Venus was not always like it currently currently is. Uh, one of the things I always emphasize uh, when I'm speaking to people about this is that it's very important to remember 
that when we look at the solar system, whether we're looking at uh, Jupiter or Venus or even Earth, we're looking at these objects at an age of four and a half billion years. That is a lot of history behind them that we, we, uh, we try and learn about as best we can. And a lot of effort goes on for, for, for the Earth in that respect, of course. But with Venus, it's, it's a similar kind of thing. Venus has had a whole story to uh, evolve there. And what we try and do is uncover that story because it may have had a past uh, history that, that uh, looked not too dissimilar from the Earth. And in fact, uh, when we looked at the solar system, when the solar system was only 2 billion years old, uh, as an alien civilization, imagine that we're looking at our solar system 2 billion years ago, then we may have concluded that there were two Earth-sized planets, both of them with oceans. And that's quite profound because it means that uh, that there, there could have been a much better chance for life in our solar system back then. But it also tells us that planets can change in very dramatic ways during their history. And so the big challenge for us is how does that happen? Why does that happen? And when does that happen? Yeah. Well, so was Venus uh, a long ago more like Earth today? Or was Earth now or long ago more like Venus today? Or have both of them changed, I guess, is probably the more likely answer. Well, I, I guess it, this goes back to the nomenclature that, that you mentioned, that we often refer to Venus as being Earth's twin. And if we follow that that reasoning a little further, what this implies is that they they certainly formed at the same time, four and a half billion years ago, they probably formed under very similar conditions and out of very similar kinds of material. And so there probably are a lot of similarities between them if we were to look them uh, at the Earth and Venus when they were both extremely young. And so they probably started on very similar tracks in the way in which their atmospheres were forming, the way in which the planets were initially cooling, the, the surfaces would have been in a magma state uh, as they were cooling off from formation. The question is, what happened then? And the, the issue with Venus is that we had historically simply just attributed the difference between Earth and Venus as the fact that Venus is closer to the sun. Uh, so Venus uh, is about 30% closer to the sun than the Earth is. And what this results in is that Venus receives twice the amount of energy from the sun that the Earth does. And the assumption was that that was the answer, that simply if you increase the amount of sunlight that you receive by that, by that amount, uh, then it pushes the planet down a different pathway into what we refer to as a runaway greenhouse. However, there are many other differences between Venus and Earth than just the amount of energy they receive from the sun because uh, we also know that Venus has a relatively little magnetic field. Earth has a very, very strong magnetic field. Uh, and in fact, uh, some of your listeners may know that we're currently going through a period of solar activity, which produces the, uh, fantastic auroras, uh, particularly if, you, if you're at northern or southern latitudes. 
then the, uh, these are the result of the Earth's magnetic field interacting with the solar wind. Venus doesn't really have a strong magnetic field. We don't really understand why. Also, Venus has a very, very slow rotation. In fact, it rotates slightly backwards because it takes 225 days to go around the sun, but it takes 243 days to rotate. So it takes longer to rotate than it does to go around the sun. Its day is longer than its year. And we don't really understand why that is or what effect that could have had on its climate. Also, Venus doesn't have a substantial moon. Earth has a, has a substantial moon, which has had a very large effect on the Earth's evolutionary history, because of the tidal effects it has on the Earth. Venus doesn't have that. There are all these differences between Venus and Earth, and we're not sure exactly which of those is the primary cause, or more likely a combination of these things, in causing Venus to not have habitable conditions. So Venus may have had surface liquid water oceans, just like the Earth, and then it lost Something it lost. It, for example, uh, the the reason that Earth is able to maintain uh, very nice surface conditions, uh, and in fact, many of my Earth science colleagues they they say to me, you know, Stephen, one of the most amazing things about the Earth is that it has had surface liquid water for almost all of its history, and that's an extraordinary thing because it means that the temperature range has been between zero and 100 degrees for four and a half billion years. That is a very difficult thing because everything's changing all the time. And so how does the Earth do this? Well, one of the ways that the Earth does this is it's able to remove carbon dioxide from its atmosphere and it dissolves into the ocean and it's removed via weathering on continents when it rains and that carbon is stored away in the Earth's interior. Maybe Venus lost its ability to do that, and so it put the carbon the only place it could, which is into its atmosphere, because its atmosphere is about 96% carbon dioxide. Huh. And so all of its carbon dioxide has gone to its atmosphere. As I said, we're not really quite sure why that happened, how that happened, or when that happened. But it could have been as recently as a billion years ago. It could have been a billion years ago. It had oceans just like the Earth. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I I know Venus is the apple of your eye, but let's shift to Mars for just a second, because the same kind of questions have been asked about Mars. Mars used to have an atmosphere, right? And we're now pretty sure that there's ice on Mars, but it, you know, conditions for life could have been much different on Mars a long time ago, correct? That's right. And it's actually quite the quite the contrast when you look at Venus and you look at Earth and you look at Mars, because, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Venus's atmosphere is about 100 times uh, the atmospheric pressure of Earth. Mars, on the other hand, is about 1% of, uh, of Earth's atmospheric pressure. Approximately, it's actually less than that. It's more like 0.6%. So that means you've got a factor of 10,000 difference in atmospheric pressure at the surface between Venus and Mars. And so Mars has taken a very, very different pathway. And for Mars, we tend to attribute it that not necessarily related to the distance from the sun, but due to its size. Because one of the things that many people don't fully appreciate is that Mars is significantly smaller than Yes, I, I say that because I have spoken to uh, to many people in a public kind of forum and, and just asked them, how how big do you think Mars is relative to the Earth? And many people assume it's that they know it's smaller, but they don't know it's that much smaller. It's half the size, but perhaps more importantly, it's only about 10% of Earth's mass. 10% of Earth's mass means that its surface gravity is only about 38% of Earth's surface gravity. That means that Mars has a lot of trouble holding onto its atmosphere. And we know this from observations that we've made of Mars. There is a NASA spacecraft called MAVEN, uh, which has been orbiting Mars for some time and has been measuring the effect of the solar wind on Mars. So the same kind of effect that I mentioned earlier about the strong period of solar activity we're going through at the moment that produces beautiful auroras. 
that same kind of effect is devastating to the Martian atmosphere because, like Venus, it doesn't have much of a magnetic field, so it's exceptionally vulnerable, and a lot of the atmosphere is blown away. So Mars history may have had uh, a reasonable atmosphere, maybe half uh, 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 an Earth's atmosphere worth of pressure at the surface soon after it formed, which was sufficient for it to have uh, surface liquid water. And we know it had surface liquid water because we see all of the uh, all of the evidence that still exists today, extremely well-preserved, very clear that there was uh, liquid water moving around the surface of Mars. But it probably wasn't able to retain it for very long. In fact, uh, only about 500 million years at most. Uh, and so it uh, had a, a relatively short story when it comes to having surface liquid water. I read this story, it must be in the last two or three weeks, about the James Webb telescope uh, discovering an exoplanet that had a magnetic field. And I don't know if this is uh, some salesmanship, some Stephen Kane type salesmanship on the part of those scientists, but they said, look, if it's got a magnetic field, it makes it more likely that life could exist. Could you explain that to us, why that is the case? Yeah, this is, this is somewhat of an unknown uh, at the moment. And, uh, you know, my, I, I currently operate in both exoplanets and planetary science. Uh, that means that I spend a lot of time looking for planets around other stars. And that is primarily an exercise in stellar astrophysics because uh, it's, that's where the relationship to the Muse song, Starlight, comes in. Because uh, when we're looking for exoplanets, what we're actually doing is looking very, very closely at the stars and trying to determine if there's an object which is affecting it, which we call an exoplanet. And then there's the planetary science side, which is studying in great detail planets that we can, we can actually go there and visit and measure in our, in our solar system. And the reason I mention that is because there's an enormous information gap between those two fields. And so when it comes to the magnetic field, uh, it's something which is still highly unknown as to the real uh, effect of having a magnetic field on a planet having long-term uh, habitability. Because we know that the magnetic field can help retain an atmosphere in some respects, but it can also actually be damaging, uh, meaning that, uh, once again, going back to the effect of the aurora, uh, that is the, uh, the charged particles from the sun being funneled for, uh, into the poles, in, into the Earth's poles. And that can actually increase the amount of atmospheric erosion that's occurring in the polar regions. And so the jury is still out, actually, as to whether having a strong magnetic field is a good thing or a bad thing, depending on all the other circumstances surrounding the, the, the planet. Now, I will say that when we're talking about exoplanets, trying to determine if the planet has a magnetic field is extremely difficult. Yeah. It's not something that we can easily measure from very large distances. I would think. I mean, as you're looking at stars, I forget. It seems like the, there's a term wobble. Is that when you're that gives you the hint that there's an exoplanet around a star? Yes, that, that is one of the primary ways in which we 
uh, detect exoplanets, and that's due to the gravitational effect that the planet has on the star. So uh, it essentially makes the star wobble. And so since that's a gravitational effect, what we measure out of that is the mass of the planet. And does the web allow us to actually see those exoplanets, or we're still just guessing based on uh, physics that, that they're there? Well, it's, it's actually a combination of those two, because uh, as I mentioned earlier, most of the planets that have been found have been discovered using what are referred to as indirect techniques. But the real dream is to directly detect them. That means take a picture and see uh, the light from the planet itself. That is still extremely hard to do. And the James Webb Space Telescope is not particularly optimized towards that kind of work, although it has done it already. There have been uh, several announcements from James Webb where people have been able to observe uh, a a known exoplanet and directly capture the light from the planet. But that is extremely difficult to do, can only happen for for a relatively small subset of the stars. The stars have to be very close to us. Most of the planets that we're talking about, and certainly the terrestrial planets like Earth and Venus, these ones for the moment at least, uh, we still have to infer based on physics that those planets are indeed there. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 